And welcome back, everybody, to the Turnbuckle presented by Bruges Nation Productions right here on Hill Turn Wrestling on Facebook. And, uh, boys, before we talk more about wrestling, because I'm obviously going to lose it, we're going to talk about the big event we're doing this weekend. New Ohio Wrestling is going to be at the Arnold Sports Festival, March 4th through the 6th. That's right, this Friday, Saturday, Sunday. They're going to do five events, five, in just that short span of time. Uh, we'll be there to cover it. Uh, and, of course, we're going to be there to cover WrestleFit with uh, Omos. He's a personal trainer as long on with the Arnold Sports World Champion and telling Onyx. you how you can get fit by using the tools of wrestling without all the bumps. Everything they do to get ready for the ring, you can do as a fitness plan with Omos, and it's easy for everybody, and he'll accommodate you if you have a disability or anything like that. He'll accommodate you. He'll get you ready to go. Boys, how you feeling about the Arnold? Now, for I'll start with you. I thought it was Onyx. It is Onyx. <laughs> what did I say? Omos. Did I? My lord. Twice. <laughs> Go ahead. Cut that out. <laughs> I can't. We're live. Never mind. Did I? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm very excited. It's going to be a lot of fun. There's going to be a lot of uh, cool wrestling going on. So if you can't come out to the Arnold, by all means, check it out. It's a very crowded event, I will say that, and it's been gone for a couple of years, so very excited to see the size of the crowd that's going to be there, so it's going to be awesome, but at the same time, probably terrifying, because there was a lot of people the last time I went, so I'm excited for that, excited to see some wrestling, very excited to see the wrestle fit. Um, we're going to be doing some promotional stuff for that, so very excited about that, looking forward to it and seeing what we can come up with, and you know, learning some stuff and how to fit your fitness style, you know, your fitness lifestyle into some wrestling. Maybe get some ideas for how you uh, work out and maybe want to try some different things. And the biggest thing is, you know, it, it has wrestle in it, and that's the biggest thing that they try to hammer home. It has wrestle in it, but do not be afraid by that. You're not going to take chair shots. You're not going to take, you know, power bombs. But they will teach you how they work and condition their bodies to be in a wrestling ring, but at the same time, help you get fit. And not only that, they have Russell Fit Jr. as well. That that Onyx, there, I got it right that time. I don't know why I said Omos. Uh, don't don't send them that promo, please. And uh, but Onyx, again, he is so accommodating. Uh, everything I said was true. I just got the damn name wrong because I got this awful company on my mind. Uh, they had Russell Fit Jr. So if you're if you, there's a kid, there's a kids program, and hey, kids love wrestling. And again, you can use the tools that professional wrestlers use to get ready for the physical matchup they're about to be in, and better your fitness, better your health. A pretty unique way. And again, for the kids especially, it's a way to get in a wrestling ring. And I know as a child that would have been the biggest thrill for me to step inside any wrestling ring. Uh, and just just touch the ropes. That would have been just the biggest thrill in the world. So you be sure to check all that out. We'll be posting more information on our social media as well as Snapmare Productions on Facebook. You want to go check that out. That's our production company that us three, along with uh, Debbie, run. And you're going to see a lot of great content coming and going. Uh, by the way, don't be afraid to DM us at Snapmare Productions for rates, whether that be on Twitter or Facebook or Instagram, we can uh, we can come help set up your broadcast and we can get you hooked up in a snap. Guarantee it. But the Arnold Sports Festival, New Ohio Wrestling, going to be there for, for WrestleFit and for five big New Ohio Wrestling events. You're not going to want to miss it. It's going to be a huge event. We're all going to be there and thousands of others are going to be there. And you never know because uh, the governor is quite the big wrestling fan. You know, nothing's been confirmed, but don't be surprised if he strolls over and uh, towards the ring at some point this weekend, because he's always had that wrestling bug. You can remember way back in 2000 with Triple H, and of course, he's a Hall of Famer now. What do you think? Uh, predictions, boys, before we move on, I'm going to start with McCarthy. Do you think we see the Arnold getting near that wrestling ring at some point this weekend? Yes. Yeah, he, he always does. I think it was the year before the pandemic, some guy drop kicked him in the wrestling area. I mean, it was some jackass. He was out on the floor, 
but I believe Arnold was over by the wrestling area when said drop kick happened. If nobody saw it, it's hilarious because yeah, Arnold I, didn't I, move. I've seen that video, and, dude, and, he, and he looked like Taker ninety one. No sold that so bad. Just all right, whatever. So uh, Napper, do you think we might see um, Arnold near that wrestling ring at some point this weekend? Mel, May- maybe he just gets in there. You never know. What do you think? Not only do I think he gets in the ring, uh, they're going to have a, I think it's an Arnold Sports Festival championship. I guarantee it that I'm pretty sure that Arnold is going to walk out of the Arnold Sports Festival with that championship. Mark it down right now. Maybe he'll be presenting the belt to the winner. Uh, Possibly. Maybe maybe that'll be the case. And then he'll dropkick them and then... Or no, he'll punch them or clothesline them and then take the belt for himself. So mark it down, boys and girls. Travis Knapper guarantees that he's pretty sure that Arnold's going to do something uh, at the (laughs) Arnold Sports Fest, especially with the in terms of the wrestling event going on. Five great events and several WrestleFit sessions. Be sure to check it out. Going to be a fantastic time for all. I just want to see Arnold hit the ropes. What's that, buddy? I just want to see Arnold hit the ropes. I know. It could happen. Maybe he'll come in for the WrestleFit session. Then he'll go, I'll be back. All right. That's a that's the best pun I can give you. All right. Let's talk a little about AEW. Uh, Kyle Riley, Bobby Fish, they won the tag team battle royale. My God, this was seven tag teams too many. Who cared? McCarthy, did you? I mean, eh, it's fine. I mean, once they started dwindling down the teams, it did turn out to be probably the best tag team battle royal that they've had so far, but that doesn't really say a lot because battle royals are hard enough. Tag team battle royals are a whole different animal. So, eh, I mean, it was fine. I wasn't like, ooh, tag team battle royal. All right, but it was it was fine. Any thoughts on the tag team battle royale, Mister Napper? I, again, it, I mean, it did what I guess it had to do, but it left a lot to be desired to me. Yeah, I agree. I think it left a lot that pro. They left a lot on the table. I I feel like they, and it's it's unfortunately been this way with these kind of matches in AEW for a while now where you're like, "Uh, yeah, cool. Great. Everybody's getting to be on TV. What the hell are we doing? Like, why, why? And there, especially because really we're having red dragon win. Really? All the tag teams. Because tomorrow the young bucks can win. Then we'll have some crazy (coughs) shit at revolution. Because they're having another one. Uh, Why? I don't know. To see if they can do worse than last time. Uh, I'm sure they can. At least, like like I said, when it dwindled down to, like, four teams, it became an actual match. And it did, like, further some stories and, and stuff like that. But it just wasn't, like, worth doing two weeks in a row. Uh, that that's my problem, is that we're having another one tomorrow. Why are you having two? It just doesn't make sense to me. Especially with the love of tournaments in AEW, like they could have started a tournament a month ago. That's been the theme of the week for me. Is it doesn't make sense to me. All right, next uh, MJF got pretty sympathetic uh, as we had. Towards revolution, uh, he told a story about how he was bullied as a Jewish child, and and he had a learning disability, and how much CM Punk meant to him, and and it was a great promo. The problem with this is not not the promo. Everything was great about it. It's that either it's an obvious ploy, or they were going for a genuine sympathetic reaction, which would make no sense because he's the heel. And he's been so heelish and so kayfabe that we can't 
even remotely consider the possibility that he was trying to babyface himself there. To the point that CM Punk comes out and asks, you know, is it true? And he talked about how CM Punk left him. Uh, and there was relatability to it because, frankly, I felt that. You know, I wasn't really bullied as a child, but but I damn sure identified with CM Punk. And he damn sure meant something to me with his with a stance of I'm going to be the voice of the voiceless and, and I can change things around here. So there was relatability to it. I, I, I kind of felt that way when CM Punk left. But MJF has been the ultimate heel since the day that company started. Um, it's either the ultimate ploy, which is I, great heel stuff, but we invoked learning disabilities to, to get that heat. And I, I think in today's age, we might want to not touch that. Or he's baby-facing himself, and why the hell would he do that? Because he's the heel. McCarthy, unpack it for me. What's going on here? It's both. It's real. But it's a ploy. It, he's moved past that in his life. It's a ploy. 100%. But that doesn't mean it's not true. That That's where I'm at with it. He's trying to make a ploy with CM Punk. Make CM Punk feel bad for MJF. By telling the truth about himself. And how he grew up. But he's moved beyond that. He's Maxwell Jacob Friedman. Salt of the earth. He's moved way beyond. His learning disability. And being bullied as a kid. Like like most of us do. After years of. Dealing with the trauma. Of being treated like that. But I think it's legit. It wouldn't surprise me. I mean what he's 24 so he was a little kid early 2000s yeah kids were pretty terrible twitter wasn't a thing tiktok wasn't a thing instagram wasn't a thing facebook wasn't a thing so as growing up all this new stuff started coming out but when he was at the age he was talking about being bullied social media wasn't there to put the school on blast because someone's getting bullied and back then didn't matter that's when care that's when you know we've got no when we had to figure out if facebook is real or not or was a thing they said they cared they took steps after columbine even though that was all a lie and they were never bullied, but that's a totally different topic for something totally different. But they said they cared, and this is to an extent now I guarantee it because schools don't change that much. They care to a point, and that point is not very far. It's always settle it yourselves or kick a kid out of school that just needs help. That's always the solution. It's never actually helping these kids. So it could be true. I don't know. I don't know where that rant came from either. You're welcome. Good job. Yeah. Yay. <sighs> Yay. Yay. And this week on Crank Hackers now. Um... <laughs> Is that what that's from? Yeah, that's where I always took it from. I listen to the Blitz every day, and I don't know where that came from. Now I know. Good job. Thanks. Glad, glad I could help. Uh, <laughs> Death Triangle defeated the Knights of the Black Throne. Meh. Meh. Thoughts, Mr. McCarthy? I like the finish. I think they could have had a better match if it wasn't built around the finish. They're def- they're, they're still telling this rivalry, but it was definitely built for that finish that was the match on Wednesday. So when the next match comes around, we'll see. Maybe it'll be the final one for a while. So the Kings of the Black Throne can become AEW Tag Team Champions. Oh, and Buddy Murphy's back, or came to AEW, so back to TV wrestling is what I should have said. Uh, that's pretty awesome. I'll take it. I will take it. Big fan. Big fan. I'm, I'm not opposed. 
I'm not opposed to to Buddy Matthews, Buddy Murphy, Buddy whoever, oh, Buddy yeah. Powell guy. Is Matthews, yeah. <clears throat> but here here's my problem, and I, and I and just because I want to piss you off, we'll go to Napper to rebuttal this. Oh my God. We're too crowded. There's like three to four names that I'm okay with AEW signing for a while. And and he ain't one of them. Like Flair, Wyatt, Samoa Joe, Jeff Hardy. That's about it. Everybody else, I don't need you. We are too crowded. He's just going to get lost in the shuffle. He will. It's it's just too crowded. We already don't care about Keith Lee. By the way, can we stop doing debuts every week? Can we stop it? Why do, Why does Let's build who we have. After this week, we can. No, we don't. <laughs> no, it continues all the time. If it's not, if it's not Flair, Wyatt, Samoa Joe, Jeff Hardy, it's not worth it. We had everybody and they mama. What about Kota Ibushi? Maybe. Uh, he should be on that list. Yeah, he really should. You know what I'm talking? Stop it. I, I had to do it, okay? Point being is everybody and they mama. Uh, I mean, it, it just is so overdone that the moment the ratings go down for a week, I got a huge surprise. There's only one WrestleMania a year, right? We could have WrestleMania every month in theory. Wouldn't be nearly as big. Do you think Austin Theory would get a title shot? In theory. Yes. But you know, it's it's there's a theory out there it's possible. My point is Oh, the ratings are under a million. Let's make a huge announcement on Twitter. Buddy Matthews and Keith Lee aren't huge announcements. They are lost in the shuffle quickly. I think Keith Lee was. Buddy Matthews, though. The about Keith Lee lately is his belly. To be fair, he's always had a big belly, sir. Look, I'm not judging. I'm fat F. I'm what we call a thick-ass boy. That's not my point. I'm not judging. At all. I don't care. He could kick my ass any day of the week. My point is, is there's nothing about Keith Lee other than his kind of cool run at NXT that when it, it cultivated in about 30 days full of fun. There's when when you think huge names in this business, you're it takes a while to get to him. And and Buddy Matthews, that's great. We he's going to put on some bangers, but you know what he is? He's a good hand. You know what AEW's got a lot of? Plenty of good hands. And, it's too crowded. And and it's it, it's kind of stupid because he didn't, you know, he got released, so it's not like he left for quote-unquote better, greener pastures. But you assigned on and agreed to basically be in the same spot you were in in WWE. Literally the same exact storyline. And I fought people on Facebook for this. It's the same damn storyline. Exactly the same. How? He joined a cult. He's abused by that cult. He got smacked by... Alistair Black within 10 seconds of debuting. He got that was, beat. That fire him up slap. That wasn't <clears> a <throat> hate you slap. There's a difference. Give well, it time. In, in, Bob Knight should still have a job. <laughs> in, in six weeks, he'll be uh, he'll be black masked in the face. The kings of the black throne are a cult. They're a way of life. Oh, yeah. Oh. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Way of so life. Is the, so is the tales of the dark father. Because Vince knows talent. Vince puts talent where they ought to be overall. He might not always execute, but everybody that ends up somewhere ends up pretty much in a similar spot to where he he had them. It's just, can he execute better? We're seeing it now. 
But yeah, Buddy Matthews is back. He's a great hand. We got plenty of those. Do we? Does Tony Khan not know he only has three hours of programming? And and I pointed that out on some message boards. You know what I was told? Well, they actually have they actually they actually have four shows if you watch Dark and Dark Elevation. Who in the blue hell has the time? I have another question, and it's related to the storyline. Why do the Knights of the Black Throne need Buddy Matthews to beat Pac and Penta? They don't necessarily need. Then what are we doing? You can't have just just two people. Not if you want to run AEW. That's not how this works in a way of life cult. You need more people. It's Two only when there's power trip. They ran the company in 1985. Actually, that was like 2001. Oh, but kidding. Are, are you gonna tell Brody King that he can't run the world? Because I'm not. I just said it's not a cult with two people, or a way of life with two people, and that's not how those work. It's not even an MLM with with two people. Like, let's get serious for a minute. Okay. Gotta grow your numbers. <sighs> Plus, that entrance is legit. Lee Kings of the Black Throne alone. Cool, that entrance is legit. That's awesome. I agree. Goldberg's entrance is legit, so you better leave him alone, McCarthy. <laughs> nope. You asked for that. I kind of did. Yeah. All right. Chris Jericho and Eddie Kingston went face to face. You dig? I don't dig. I I just uh I, I just it's the same damn story every time someone's in a feud with Jericho. You only care about Chris Jericho. You only do this. You only do that. And by the way, Chris Jericho, in his infinite wisdom, and usually he's great. Don't get me wrong. He's an icon. He's forgotten more about wrestling than I'll ever know. He runs off a list of great names in the company and says, they're not the big one. I am. Way to devalue your world champion and the world title. The world title is the big one. You, sir, are not the big one. We would also we would have found ourselves awful funny if Taker would have come back and said, I'm the big one at WrestleMania. We kind of we might know that, but Undertaker never said such a thing, even though he likes to compare himself to it. Um, it, it I, I just at I least in I the case know. of the Undertaker, they had the streak, which I'm made him Undertaker never in a promo, and I, and and I know that's a different character, obviously, but I can't remember a part timer ever, and not that Jericho's a part timer, but he's been. In this upper kind of mid-card Jericho, Goldberg, Taker thing. You know, that kind of spot, right? Where he's not quite world champion, but he's pretty close. I can't remember anyone ever going, yeah, that those stuff, that's not nearly as cool as what I is getting in the ring with me. You uh I just this felt forced. Like we're in the middle of the inner circle breakup. I, I don't like, great, Eddie Kingston sticking up for his friends. Shouldn't we tell a little bit more story before we just go to the face-to-face? They've been feuding for a month. But Eddie Kingston and Jericho really haven't. I mean, Eddie was gone for a minute. That's not Jericho's fault. And, oh. and he knows that he's got to be the heel in this match. Not saying he's making a heel turn, but he's the heel. Well, he should there- make a heel turn. He's far more entertaining that way. Oh, I agree, but I don't know if he's going to make the full heel turn, but you know damn well no one's going to boo Eddie Kingston. That ain't happening. I mean, I, I just, they'll, they'll still sing Jericho's music on his way out to the ring. He'll get his pop, but in the match he'll be a heel because I, I love Eddie Kingston. I it's just, CM Punk. So many people, like at least half the crowd, if not more, were cheering for Eddie Kingston. I just don't. Not doing it for me. Maybe tomorrow that changes. What do you think, Napper? You're usually uh, pretty fair to both McCarthy and I. I hated this entire segment. 
Why? Oh. For the one thing, I agree with you. I thought it felt completely forced. And it's kind of weird because I thought the promos were forced. Like, they were cutting promos that felt so unnatural. Because they they were work shooting for no reason. Right. You need a reason to have that kind of work shooting feel. And, like, I know we've harped on it so many times. And I'm probably going to harp on it again. But the incessant mention of anything related to WWE just for the sake of bringing it up. There have been only a few times, a handful of times, where I thought adding something to do with that company in Stanford, Connecticut, and the one time they mentioned it, that they were a few miles away up the road from Stanford. Okay, fine, whatever. But bringing it up so many times in just this one segment, what did it do for the story? At least in the CM Punk and MJF promo back and forth, there was context to it. There was It added something to the story because he related... Uh, MJF to being a less famous Miz and the Cena with his feud with uh, CM Punk. Punk. What in anything that they mentioned did it really provide to the story that these two are going to tell? Like, why why did we have to go there? Eddie basically called Chris a sports entertainer, not a wrestler. Yeah, right. and then Chris kind of goes along with that. Yeah, that's the problem. <laughs> Why? I guess that that when two, <coughs> years, when two years ago, when two years ago he was talking about stupid ideas from a bad creative. You know who created sports entertainment? The guy that runs that bad creative. Why would you? I just don't understand why you would put the term over. I don't understand why the why the term will be in the promo. And then he started throwing out random like terminology like getting over and jobber and I'm like this is a wet this is a smart marks wet dream yeah it's, it's, it, was too it is a smart marks wet dream because they were throwing out every huh that was Jericho saying that Eddie doesn't know anything really about the business remember <sighs> he said, what's a baby face so no you're not wrong it's not it it was all kind of forced they were ended up if <clears throat> In a vacuum, they're great promos. Great back and forth. Yep. But when you break everything down that was said, and you start poking holes in the promos, that's where the problem is. And you normally don't have that issue with Eddie Kingston or Chris Jericho. Because I, I, when the segment started, I, th- I told Peyton, I said, this is going to be a banger. I thought so, too. Were, I, I told Peyton we were watching, I said, this is going to be... I think one of the best segments we've watched in a long time. And then I I look at her afterwards and I said, I was wrong. And like, it had great moments. Like when Chris starts to get personal, okay, that's a great moment because that adds context. That adds something to the story because we've all said it at least at one time on this show. When's wrestling its best? When you get a little personal, when you get a little uncomfortable. The problem is I was uncomfortable for the wrong reasons because this entire segment was cringy, not in a good way, in a very, very bad way. But I thought that it was, I thought there was far too much inside baseball with it. You do, you know, if you don't, if you don't read up on the dirt sheets every day, like the three of us do, you're, you're out of touch on, well, what's that mean? What is this? What is that? And frankly, um, most people don't know a lot of Eddie Kingston's history because AEW is the first time he's worked for the quote unquote big leagues. So some of those references, I had to go Google and figure out like, Oh, I didn't know this about him. Like we haven't had that talk or that promo where this is my past. This is my history. This is why I am the way I am because Eddie Kingston's biggest like claim to fame before AEW to my knowledge, where I first heard about him was he did the NWA for about six months. Mine was impact. When you he was know, with yeah, uh, and, Storm and, and uh, so Bram, we haven't we haven't really had that that moment of 
why am I the way I am? Here's where when Jericho, because I thought Jericho was trying to go for a similar feel of what he did with CM Punk back in the day. You know, the how's your father, how's your mother, or whatever he said back on that SmackDown it was. I thought that's what he was trying to go for. But we that they did a better job, in my view, at that time of really painting you as to why CM Punk is straight edge, why he has that view on drugs and alcohol. I don't think AEW did enough to, to clarify to every, because I missed it, why exactly is Eddie Kingston's father a failure to him? What, you know, what happened there? There was just too much that you already had to know, I think, coming into the promo that they didn't establish on TV beforehand. And I just thought, again, not bad. If this was the worst segment ever in AEW history, we'd be talking about the greatest show in history. But I just thought it missed the mark, especially for two elite talkers. Uh, you know, arguably the two best talkers in the company besides MJF. I thought, man, this is going to be a banger, and it just didn't do it. Any final thoughts on all that, McCarthy? So I think this is going to be a really unpopular. They need six to ten guys that know how to write, know about the business, know how to cut promos properly. Don't write anything for the wrestlers. No. But be there for when they're done figuring out what they want to talk about. Because a lot of uh, there's a lot of guys that aren't promo strong in AEW. There's quite a few that are. But the ones that still aren't used to cutting promos on TV are more than likely second-guessing themselves when they're trying to figure out what they want to talk about. You need someone there to facilitate your ideas to get over to the crowd. Like, this would be a good, like, Chavo thing. Or the crazy amount of people that they have available to them backstage. Did you see the report about Chavo? That he's not there anymore? That he was released and he didn't even know it? Yes. But then he was like, I believe after I started reading it, he said that Tony told him to go do what he had to do on the Rock Young Rock Season 2, and your job will be here when you're done. So... I mean, I'm not going to pay you right now. Go do your thing. I'll pay you when you're done. I don't really see how that's a big of a deal. Like, yeah, they didn't tell him they were going to remove him from the website, but they kind of had that conversation that he wasn't going to be working for Tony Khan for a little while. I mean. See, I missed that part. Yeah, TV seasons kind of uh, take a while. So you can't keep paying him. Just, that's just not how it works. So, and that's the thing. Yeah, he didn't know they were going to take him off the roster, but they already had this conversation about him not working for AEW for a while. Well, uh, but even if it, but there's so much talent that AEW is sitting on that they all, Big Show, Paul White, he knows better. Mark Henry, he knows better. You have a wealth of knowledge in a sober Jake the Snake Roberts, a wealth. Never for without Jake Roberts, there is no Undertaker. Jake Roberts has such an incredible mind for how this industry works and should work, and he's finally clean and can contribute on some level. I just don't understand how you have the Arn Anderson, and Tony Blanchard, and you don't use them ever. For anybody else? Well, and yeah, even look at even look at the guys that they just brought in. You look at a guy like Adam Cole, Daniel Bryan. Um, he's actually he's working with Cargill right now, and it showed. Yeah, except for you got to kick out. <laughs> got to kick look, out. If things happen, he's still green. It's fine. I got that. You know what? And I saw your comment, and I almost said something because you said she's worse than Goldberg. I don't think Goldberg ever had to try to kick out until he got tasered. He probably would have failed once too. Well, probably is is a assumption. 
We saw her fail. We saw. Probably is. I'm not saying you're wrong. Bischoff had enough sense to go. This greenhorn doesn't know, so I'm not going to put him in that spot. Instead, I'm going for the love of God. She didn't kick out. This woman is 28 now. What is it? 28, 29 now. It's 28. She got dizzy for a second. It happens. Here's the here's the thing though. I I wouldn't even almost put that so much on her. Why didn't the ref count it? Yeah, Aubrey should have counted it to save her ass. Yeah, that's true too. But you never know. But Aubrey, Aubrey would honestly, she didn't save her own ass though. If she counted the three, she would have been saving her butt more. But she no, she saved Jade, Jade Cargo because it's obvious they're going for some sort of Goldberg type thing here. Yeah, but it... and go and by the way, I can tell, and I don't care what anybody says, she she screwed up that promo afterwards. Because yeah. she literally ripped off Bill and then had to correct herself nearly mid mid word. Look, we yeah. cut her some slack for that. I've never been a fan of post match right after interviews. Those are terrible. Yeah, we cut her some slack for that. Well, let's cut Goldberg some slack for what happened in Saudi because he had COVID a few weeks before. What hey, is that? Can we brought- cut her some slack? Why? Just because she tripped your trigger? Is that why? Uh, Can we cut her some slack? Why? You respect the working mom? Is that it? But Bill out here as a father, oh, he's he's screwing that up. Well, Bill's. I never said he was screwing up being a father. That's totally different things. No, I'm saying he's. I'm saying you you respect the working mom, but Bill out here trying to be a father and provide for his kid. Oh, he's screwing that up. Yeah. That's because Bill can't work. Where's a cowbell when I need it? She's just well, a working mom. She didn't know when to kick out. That is essential. That's the whole point of this business. You got to know when to kick out, when to stay down. It's kind of the, if wrestling had a version of the gambler, you got to know when to hold them and know when to fold them. Literally, we decide when to hold them and when to fold them. That's the damn business. It's the whole point. Look, this can't was- get that right. I'm going to need you to go down to dark or something. I'm not saying let's give up on her. You just time piece. Get it. But but she is as green as any piece of grass you've ever seen. And you take that. You try to make Goldberg, and then you got the promo after that she obviously had to correct in mid sentence because they booed like hell because they're like, that's either a Goldberg reference or you're ripping him off. Either way, we're not thrilled. We're not thrilled. Like that was the best. Literally, I was like, damn, she just took Bill's whole gimmick. He'll have to call her and go, hey, I don't have a whole lot. So that's kind of my thing. Yeah, he's got like three things. Four. Exactly. And she and she tried to take all three. And then she created a fourth because she didn't kick out. I why are we doing this? Why is it we have two? What is it? Is it the TNT syndrome? Because you're right. Goldberg probably shouldn't have been put in that spot at that day and that time. You're not wrong. I've never said you're wrong. So what is it about this network, this TNT TBS era? Does it, Is there something in the cameras that make billionaires go, hey, that person is as green as grass. Let's give him a huge streak. Are you kidding me? But let's not forget the talent of Bunny and how she excelled in this matchup and nearly defeated the TBS champion. I would say had her down to the count of three. Yeah. <laughs> 28 and one as far as I'm concerned. That's great. Yeah, just It would have been 27 and one. <laughs> uh, well, I'll, I'll, well, I'll be dipped in shit. <laughs> Either way. Uh, just... I mean, yeah, it felt like it was almost a four count, for God's sake. little unfair. Uh, it might have been four. It took her a second. It's absolute crock. It's an absolute crock of shit. Absolutely a crock of shit. All right, I know you got to get going, McCarthy. So what do you want to talk about as you as you bid farewell? Uh, the masterpiece that we saw between Brian Danielson. And Daniel Garcia. What are your thoughts on that masterpiece? Amazing! It was like it was like watching, you know, that movie 
that Will Smith did where he was an assassin. Thought you said booby, but okay. And then and then they cloned him to be younger and they sent said assassin to kill the older one. Yeah. It, it was like that, but good. It was like that, but good. That's how I feel about Goldberg Street versus Jade. Um, um, I do. I agree this was a masterpiece, an absolute banger. I I hope this leads to some sort of tutelage thing, because Daniel Bryan's right. He'd be better if we could put him under the watchful eye of really just, just Bryan Danielson. When people think of classics, we don't exactly think John Moxley and uh, what he does. No offense to John Moxley, but but um, when we think five star banners, we don't think of the GCW World Champion. Just don't. Uh, where do you think this is heading before you get out of here? I think it is going towards like a mentor thing, and I think they're going to find somebody for John Moxley to mentor in his way as well. And I mean, he could just change how 2.0 approaches matches. Oh, I, I got a, I got, I got a question for you because you know, uh, before you leave, I need you to, I need a little therapy. Uh oh. You know, because deep down you're a father, and you know you have to help me get through things too, because I get all worked up, get bound up like a big mouse. You know, with Cody Rhodes uh, bidding farewell, what the hell does that mean for Arn Anderson? Oh, my God. I hadn't thought about that. Um, Don't tell me he's going to be off TV very long. Oh, no, no. He's going to go hang out with Tully and FTR. It's the only way to go. I'm so glad you quit, you blonde bitch. All right. I actually think he's probably just going to manage his kid. Uh, oh, yeah, that makes sense, too. Yeah. Oh, he's there. He's there. You want to know why he's not getting treated better? Because he's lost in the shuffle. That's my point. The fact that your answer wasn't he's going to manage Brock and turn him into a champ is proof positive that we got too many freaking people in that freaking roster for three hours of programming. Give me two hours of... Rampage, do it now. Do it now. Start a Tony, you listening? Do it now. Hashtag AEW TNT two hours something. I don't know what it'll be. We'll work on that. You get back to we'll we'll plan that out at the Arnold this weekend when we have some downtime. Hashtag like two hour rampage. Yeah, that's, that works. See. So you have fun going to go be a father as Arn Anderson is probably going to have to be a father because Cody just left. Selfish bastard. All right, Mr. McCarthy, it's been a pleasure. Napper and I will hold down the fort and in this thing, you go be a daddy and I'm going to talk to you later about, uh, does this mean Arn's just going to go away? Because I need talked off the ledge and you couldn't even help me. Thanks. I'm not going away. You're welcome. Bye, everybody. I've been thinking about it for two weeks. Couldn't do anything for me. Thanks. <laughs> Later, buddy. Tell you what, what a worthless bastard he is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So anything you want to discuss on Dynamite before we get to Raw and wrap this thing up? Nope. All right, buddy. Let's talk a little Monday Night Raw. Finn Balor is your new United States champion. Hell yes. Thoughts on this? Absolutely loved it. I was very, very shocked to see that it took place, and I think it's a great idea. Only one complaint. Why the heck did we bury him right after it happened? I'm not saying he's buried, like, buried, buried, but, like, why did we have to beat the ever-living crap out of him right after it happened? Really? It's just because uh, now I'm worried. Now I'm worried he's going to show up on Raw next week and he's going to have to relinquish the title. If that happens again, if you thought this week was hot, wait until next. Wait until next because I know I've been hot today, but I'll be, I mean, I'll be a jalapeno pepper if that happens next week. <clears throat> so. Let's hope his shoulder survived. So hashtag prayers for Finn. 
Uh, and like, I loved it. I didn't love the, I would have preferred a more slow burn heel turn where he snaps. You got you know, maybe, four weeks, maybe, five weeks. Maybe, maybe he loses again next week and just, I mean, beats the piss right out of Balor. Cause here's the thing. I know what I'm hoping this leads to. What are you hoping? Demon versus priest. <laughs> well, I had to scratch. I had to scratch my spot. I didn't even think about that. But here's the thing: like we we could like we could have waited a little bit. Like yeah, demon, I, I demon I shows up one week before WrestleMania. Like okay, tease him to please him a little bit. Or or. You could have beat the hell out of him last night, write him off for a few weeks, and you want like he could come close to the 30 day mark, right? Where you got to defend it, unless you're Brock Lesnar. Uh, and then if he every IC champion lately, yeah, if he doesn't show up at Mania, you stripped to the belt, and then boom, the demon comes out, and, and we're popping. That's a that's a good one. We're popping. So I loved it. I'm a Finn Balor guy. It's a shame that Vince doesn't see him as more, but I'll take what I can get. Uh, Edge unleashed a vicious attack after AJ Styles accepted his WrestleMania challenge. We talked a little bit about this earlier because I was ranting and raving and losing my damn mind. Still am. Um, I don't know why we had back-to-back heel turns. I'm glad that Edge is the heel, but again, it feels forced. It feels like you wanted him to come out here. It's been very public that Edge wants to face AJ Styles and vice versa. You didn't give him... I, I don't... We'll see what they come up with. But on paper, there's no reason to turn heel. There's uh, Yes, it's the better story. But I mean, in kayfabe, it's like, well, why are you mad? You wanted to face him. You wanted someone to come out here. You were getting mad that no one came out quicker. Remember, he said, what happened to this place? Um, And so I just, I don't understand why he turned heel there in that way. And then two concertos. What are your thoughts, Napper? I wasn't so upset with the fact that he turned heel. Kind of like you said, was it necessary? Maybe not. Uh, And I saw a lot of people like, why did they have to turn him heel? Well, for one thing, it does create a better story. Because people are probably going to cheer AJ Styles no matter what, so you're, you're gonna you're gonna need somebody to be booed, and Edge is very good at doing that. Um, I understood why they turned him heel, and like his his whole thing was, you know, I don't want the tag team, as he put it, bitch, tag team that. AJ, I want the bulldog AJ. I want the the badass AJ. And so that's why we turned him heel because he's trying to bring that out of AJ. Here's my problem. Number one, I'm getting a little tired of the concerto. Why do we keep making that be the callback for Edge? To me, it's not special if you keep doing it. So that being his thing it it's kind of running its course with me and so hopefully they get away from that at some point uh and then the other thing and you know you know i talked about this off off air and on air two concertos to the head we're talking in kayfabe serious brain damage here and yet he's gonna show up in five weeks at wrestlemania all right, he'll probably show up next week. Probably. I hope not. I hope he's off for at least two to three weeks. And it's just promo after promo after promo with Edge and maybe a via satellite from AJ. But mm-hmm, five weeks. And he's supposedly... I. You know what? Honestly, I hope they do your idea for Finn with AJ. I, I think they have to. I think that's the only only way this makes sense is have... And honestly, I think that's the better way to do this anyway. Yes, AJ can cut promo after promo after promo, and he can do via satellites. Like the third and fourth week saying, I don't know if I'm going to make it, 
but I'm going to try my damnest because I'm going to come there and kick your ass. Something like that, right? So I would have him not show up on TV, TV, until that third and fourth week and not even show up on Raw. He shows up via satellite, and it's just week after week of AJ or uh, Edge berating him. Like, I I needed the bulldog, and I, I didn't. I got the scared little puppy dog. So we'll, we'll see where that goes, but I, I think that's the way you go about it. I didn't mind the heel turn um, because I thought it made sense because he was trying to get that out of AJ. I'm curious if this maybe results in kind of a a gimmick change kind of for AJ. Maybe. Like a look change. Maybe not like a gimmick change, but like a look change. Hmm. Maybe, maybe he finally cuts that hair and goes back to the shorts. Right. Who knows? But that's soccer mom hair. Uh, Kevin Owens hit a stunner on Chad Gable. I thought this was a great segment, but it all feels like we're just waiting on Stone Cold now, right? Yep. So it doesn't really matter. Nope. And honestly, the triple threat may have taken a little bit of a step back. Because... It sounds like we're all just waiting on Stone Cold, whether that's next week of the triple threat or I think at the latest the week after... You think we still get a triple threat? Because I saw something that Randy might be injured. Uh, it sounds like Randy's going to be okay, based on what I've read. But I haven't had a chance to really go in depth. But I saw a headline that looks like Randy's going to be okay. But I'll have to read it when we're off the air here in a few moments. But yeah, we're just waiting on Stone Cold. So it really just sucks. Like, not the segment, but like the fact that it, it, we're, we're just kind of waiting on the glass to shatter. And that's kind of rough. Uh, we saw Bianca Belair absolutely tear up Becky Lynch last night with her braid. That was that first one. I want to know how they did that because, dear God, Corey. I don't know if it was Corey or somebody said that it sounded like a kendo shot. It sounded like a legit kendo stick. And and you could and you and did you see the picture that Becky posted on social media? Yeah, scratches? I did. Yeah. And the deep scratches. Uh, props to Becky for taking that ass whooping. Uh, absolutely incredible there. Looking forward to seeing this match. But the problem is, I feel like we know the obvious result is Bianca's going to win. But it hadn't been that long since Bianca's had the title. Eh. It's going to be a good match. but I. That's why I didn't want this match in the first place. If you were going to give the title back to Bianca, you should have done it by now. Because we've we've seen this before. And so at, at Mania, it doesn't provide any big moment. Bianca already had her moment last year. So what and Becky doesn't need it. So why are we doing this match again? So Bianca can get two WrestleMania moments back to back? Look, I think she's fantastic. I think she's incredible, but why does she get two back to back championship wins? And Drew McIntyre can't get one in front of fans. Right. Now, he was going to, but it didn't happen. And then these last few years, he's been put in uh, bad circumstances for some reason. Uh, I, I don't get it. And then finally, uh, Austin Theory did a lot of speculating on Mr. Man's appearance on the Pat McAfee show. And Vince says it's not that type of show. But did this to you, uh, I think it did, but did, did this to you all but confirm that um, this match has taken place in some form or another? Yep. Big time. And I do, I think you're right. I think Theory is going to somehow be involved. But yeah, so, something is going to happen between Pat McAfee and Vincent Kennedy McMahon at WrestleMania. I don't know my what it's going to be. My guess truly is that my, my guess is it's going to be like an ODQ or even a two-on-one handicap match. Because I think if they book Vince in a match and he's not in it in some way or form, the letdown from the crowd will be so audible during the match, they'll get killed. He's going to pin He's going to pin McAfee. I can guarantee it. If Vince is not in some form, I don't mean having to do anything physical, but I'm talking about officially taking part in the match. Well, he's got to get the pin if he's in the if it's the, his match. The 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 well, you said earlier you didn't think he was going to be in it at all. 
I part of me still doesn't. But if they, if they pull him out of that match at Mania, I know what they're going for, but it will suck the air out of that place like a balloon because as much as the online people don't want to see it, the place that the people going will want to see it for no other reason than the fact of you want to see Vince power walk to no chance and sing the theme song. Everybody loves doing that. I'm honestly surprised more. The IWC doesn't want to see this match because they don't want, they probably want to see Pat McAfee punt Vince in the head thinking it'll knock. Everybody online says Vince is 76 is too old. He's this, he's that he's, I don't, I don't think we have to worry about a catastrophic event with Vince. I'm not saying it'll look good. Cosmetically, it won't. But I have literally no concerns about he's going to have an incident health-wise. And he's in great health. He is finally showing his age some. But by all accounts, he's in fantastic health. I don't worry at all about he's going to have a catastrophic event like we would with Flair. Not saying that Flair would, but I'm saying it's a real concern. I don't worry at all about Vince's overall health. It won't look good, but I, but Vince Vince can make even if he took bumps, Vince can make it through the match. I have no worries. I really don't. So with that, Mr. Napper, any final words? Um, on Raw, no, not really. Any so, final words for this program? Glad to be back. It was a interesting couple of weeks. Yeah. I uh, I wish McCarthy was still on the show so I could thank him, but uh, I thanked you and person outside of the show but on the show i will thank you for what you did for me a couple weeks ago yeah um and i and, think we should end the show playing that video if it's ready yeah i can i can do that uh for those who didn't didn't find out last week uh the the catchphrase the, the nickname is finally a, a reality of the future hubby so thank you for that and uh was a lot of fun. I had fun kind of putting that all together and creating that surprise. So that was a lot of fun. Well, with that, is the video ready and good to go, Mr. Napper? Yes, sir. In that case, we will leave you with this uh, a big news in Napper's personal life. And we will see you next week right here on To the Turnbuckle. And until then, ding, ding. Matt Daddy McCarthy. How are you, buddy? Buddy, I am all right. All kinds of noteworthy things happened this week in wrestling, especially today. So we got quite the show ahead of us, and I am really excited to sit here and talk about it. No question. We got a lot to talk about. But first, we have to introduce the man who may have bigger news than Cody Rhodes. Of course, I'm talking about our own Dapper Yapper, Travis Gnarly Napper. Congratulations, buddy. I heard you guys finally are going to do it. What are you guys talking about? You know, you and Lauren, I've always said you're Lauren's future hubby, and now you finally popped the question. I'm so hyped, brother. Guys, I didn't ask her yet. What do you mean? I thought you asked her like two weeks ago. If you wanted to put a ring on it, sir, what is going on over there? What is the delay? I mean, I know you're You're 90 years old, but you're, you're getting a little forgetful. I haven't asked her yet, guys. What's taking you so long? I was waiting for the right time. What do you mean right time? If you're waiting longer, your wheels are going to rust. Cody Rhodes literally started and left a company and had him back to his old company in the process of you and this relationship. You got to pick it up. Uh, All right. All right. Wow. You sound so enthused, like my 14-year-old being asked to take out the dogs. I mean, if we got to force you to do it. Next thing you know, he's going to go, I'm sorry. (laughs) 
I am sorry. You guys are right. You guys are right. Well, that was interesting. Um, but they do have a point. And I guess I should be a little bit upfront and a little bit honest. I kind of lied. The slideshow wasn't your present. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, I did put some, some heavy work into it. But I think you're going to like the gift that I have really for you a lot more. As you've probably noticed at this point, I am not next to you. I, I left and went to grab something out of the car. I have your gift for you, but you're going to have to come outside and get it yourself. So I will be waiting for you outside with your real 